0: Good afternoon, passengers. We've reached our cruising altitude and I have turned off the seatbelt sign. Feel free to roam about the cabin.
1: The Pilots, the podcast where two ambivalent TV viewers watch television pilots and let you know which shows soar to the highest heights or crash and burn. I messed that up. Whatever. Let's continue. <laughs> just move on. Just move on. We're gonna act, next.
0: We're gonna act like these pilots and just move it on. We gotta get
1: going. Next.
0: <laughs> Keep rolling.
1: Yeah, but I flubbed that line. Doesn't matter. Keep rolling.
0: So last week we spoke about The Witcher. Ah, uh, yes, we did. And we've had some pretty good feedback, I'd say, so far.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: We have a a message from a listener. John uh, A. John A. Mm-hmm. I think we should just come. Yeah, it goes yeah, John A. yeah,
1: I don't want to give his full name just in case he gets harassed. You know the internet. They're weird.
0: John A, you know who you are. If you <laughs> would like us to use your full name in the future.
1: Yeah, let us know. Let us
0: know. Yeah. I mean, you signed it off your full name. I just don't, don't want to like. Yeah.
1: It... I don't want to put your full name on there in case you want to remain anonymous or yeah,
0: whatever. Uh, yeah, I know.
1: So what does John A. have to say about The Witcher?
0: Well, John A. has a lot to say about The Witcher. <laughs> he, he wrote a very cogent and erudite message to us.
1: Nice. It, it, so he's a wizard.
0: He's a wizard. Is what
1: you're telling me. <laughs> he's a, so he, he spends his time writing he, magics.
0: It is possible that John A. is a wizard. Yeah, okay. I, I okay. would not doubt that. Okay. But he uh, went on to defend The Witcher a bit, mm-hmm. and this is what he wrote. He said... My background on The Witcher is basically zilch, which is good to know because yeah. we were trying I to figure out I came in
1: negatively with it. So. Yeah,
0: you were trying mm-hmm. we were trying to figure out like who the show was for, right. you know, where they're coming from. So he says, he knows it's a very popular fantasy franchise for many years, but he's, he's never read any of the books or played any of the games.
1: Good for you not playing the game. Good good good, good, good on for you. you. Good on you. <laughs> I've never read the books either.
0: But he found the Netflix series totally engaging mm-hmm. and entertaining from start to finish. Well, good for him. I mean, that's great. Um, it- well,
1: like I said in the podcast, if you love this show, that's great. I'm so glad you found something that you love.
0: R- yeah. Like,
1: I'm, I'm not judging you if you love it. I'm not judging you if you hate it. I'm just saying I don't particularly like it. But Ooh. if you love it, that's amazing. I'm so glad you found something that really gives you a nice boost through the day. Right. You know, I think that's great
0: yeah absolutely and 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 he makes some points about here and especially because we had compared it to game of thrones What what he says is after um years of being a very serious game of thrones uh, being the planet's flagship fantasy franchise, at least for television, mm-hmm. he was ready for something different. And he said, granted, he loves the Game, game, he loves the game of Thrones. <laughs> granted, I love the Game of Thrones, but I love The Witcher for being decidedly not that. Now, you and I, based on the, the pilot episode, mm-hmm. felt it was very much like Game of yes. Thrones. Now, it is possible...
1: Well, we, again, don't know too much about Game we of Thrones only... because we stopped watching that. And, of course, we don't know much about The Witcher in the later episodes because we're not going to be watching the rest of those. What Based I on know, this pilot episode, exactly. I'm not going to continue watching I that.
0: didn't find—well, and I'm going to say what he says a little mm-hmm. bit more about Geralt. Maybe we should do that before I, I respond to right. some of these points. But So, John goes on to say, he says, I think I just love Geralt. I'm a complete sucker for that sort of protagonist. The kind, probably best epitomized by the X-Men's Wolverine. You know, the gruff on the outside, but with a gooey sentimental center that makes them unable to resist helping out wayward teens or bards lacking songwriting abilities or self-awareness. This is why I gravitated towards The Mandalorian so immediately as well. What with its main character being a gruff, monosyllabic space warrior slash bounty hunter, living by a code of killing and solitude, Yet can't help but save poor villagers and carry around a troublesome alien baby.
1: Well, that's because that baby's adored. Why would you leave that baby? I mean, like, baby nobody would adorbs. be watching that
0: show, that show is that baby. That show is that baby. <laughs> baby. called baby Yoda, baby. baby Yoda Featuring the Mandalorian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a better title for it. We know who stole that show. <laughs>
0: um, John continues. He says, as the show goes on, the various timelines intersect in very satisfying ways in my opinion, but I understand your podcast is strictly about pilots, so that is neither here nor there for your purposes. I'm just sorry you weren't able to enjoy it like I was. I hope your next piloting adventure is more satisfying. Well, I can tell you one thing. Spoiler alert, it is. It is.
1: I can tell you one thing, John A., I heavily enjoyed watching that naked woman pick that peach. (laughs) That that was great. (laughs) Oh, I got enjoyment. (laughs)
0: He says... uh, That
1: caused me to laugh so hard. That was good. (laughs) And she never did pick that peach. Never did. I feel so bad for her. Never she did. She just wanted a peach and couldn't get it.
0: Uh, I'm sorry, he says sorry for ner- my nerdy fanning. Uh, no, uh, it's no. totally cool. It's just- okay.
1: <laughs> in the previous episode, I was waving my nerd flag. A koi proudly. Uh, no, no, no. Your nerdiness is completely welcome here. <laughs> please, please. You're don't in apologize. a safe zone. <laughs> this is a safe zone for nerds. You are more than welcome.
0: Yes. He likes things intensely sometimes. That's great. Uh, he says we're both great, which is very sweet of him. Wow. Well, I think,
1: Thanks, man. I think you're great, too. <laughs> I
0: think you're amazing. I've turned totally around on The Yeah.
1: <laughs> thank you, John A. <laughs>
0: thank, thank you very much, yes, John A. thank you. Now, to your points, you're right. We do just do pilots. Yes. And So
1: maybe the stories are extrapolated yeah. in a in a better way. So
0: if someone's listening to our previous podcast and is decide I, I don't necessarily want people to say, Oh, I'm not gonna watch any further. Right. I mean, it's your own taste.
1: I'm sure there's gonna be more nude women picking peaches. <laughs> but
0: yeah. yeah. But John is telling us like it gets better in the future. Yeah. But we're just trying to yeah. yeah. So or or at least for him. Yeah. So if you're up for it, absolutely keep watching it. And like yeah. I just wish
1: we're so, not judging or antagonizing anybody who loves these shows get, or or hates them or whatever. In today's society, it's like, if you don't like something, you're a Nazi. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, man, we can disagree, but we can still be pals. I
0: think it's what... It's totally fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're all friends here.
1: We're all friends. This is a safe zone.
0: I think. Safe. I think my problem with The Witcher, based on what John wrote here,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is... That he goes into this gooey sentimental center, and I didn't see that. Yeah, I did In the pilot episode.
1: Yeah, in the pilot episode, he was very one-dimensional
0: for me. For me. For me, me, yeah. Like, uh, John talked about a bard locking songwriting ability or whatever. And I'm like, well, that's not in this episode, so maybe it should have been. Maybe the
1: show does get better, but I just don't want to continue it.
0: And I've heard some people say, like, it's a bit goofier. Right. But. Not in that pilot episode, and Mm-mm. I feel like a pilot episode has to incorporate all the things it's going to be.
1: What I wrote with Picard, the episode we're doing right now, is it gave me all the feels. It gave you
0: them feels. It gave
1: me all the feels. So that's what I'm looking for in a pilot episode. The Witcher did not give me all the feels.
0: Yeah, it gave me a, a keyhole look at yes. the at this world. Mm-hmm. Perhaps if I open the door, there's way more there. Oh,
1: I'm sure there is. You
0: know, but mm-hmm. right now through that keyhole, it doesn't look like I want to walk through that door. That's exactly. So, but,
1: but thank you, John A. We appreciate your feedback.
0: Thank you so much, yes. and I hope you keep. I hope I hope we can keep your attention. And you keep listening <laughs> or he's
1: like, no, their taste <laughs> sucks. I'm out.
0: Meanwhile, he hates Picard. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to our first episode,
1: Picard,
0: or se- our second, second episode. I mean, our uh, next episode. We're I just
1: flubbing say. lines left and right. Aren't we? we are
0: not on our game today. So, Picard, for those who are wondering, is a CBS All Access show. Mm-hmm. It was released just a little while ago on January 23rd, 2020. At the time, the number one song in America was The Box by Roddy Ricch. And the number one movie in the country, Bad Boys for Life, which I'm actually hearing a lot of good things about.
1: I don't know anything about it.
0: You don't know anything about Bad Boys? I don't follow movies. It's right next to the mine! Oh my
1: god, are you kidding me? It's that one?
0: Yeah. Well, that's the second one, yeah. That, no way. So,
1: it, Those movies I, crack me up.
0: I, I I hope you realize, people, that that, <laughs> that movie came out, I don't even know how long, in the second one. And I have been quoting for my entire life, though. It's right next, next to the, next to the mine! <laughs> it's the best part. Gabrielle Union's great, Yes, like, yes. That is the worst line read worst I've ever heard in my life. So, a little bit of synopsis. Okay, yeah. So, this is on CBS All Access. Mm-hmm. It does give us all access on this one. On
1: this one. Not uh, season one of the new Magnum.
0: The synopsis for the show is as follows. Okay. It's a follow-up series to Star Trek The Next Generation and Star Trek Nemesis. Okay. Which is the final Star Trek Next Generation movie. Okay. It centers around Jean-Luc Picard and the next chapter of his life. Well, Mm -hmm. that's kind of a a synopsis. Right.
1: But what's the episode synopsis?
0: The the episode we watched today was called Remembrance. Mm -hmm. And the synopsis for that particular episode is, at the end of the 24th century and 14 years after his retirement from Starfleet, Jean... Oh, wait. I'm not doing my IMDb (gasps) voice.
1: Get in your IMDb voice. What is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Get
0: out of here, man. (laughs) This is my job. (laughs)
1: Okay. I'm not going to do it TV all TV man, again. get in
0: here. <laughs> Why are you
1: slacking on your job?
0: Okay. Sorry, we'll try it again. <laughs> At the end of the 24th century, and 14 years after his retirement from Starfleet, <laughs> Jean-Luc Picard is living a quiet life on his vineyard, Chateau Picard.
1: Yeah, you would name your cool Chateau after yourself. Well, I would. He's a cool guy. Chateau huh? Picard. <laughs> Welcome to Chateau Aaron. <laughs> <laughs>
0: When he is sought out by a mysterious young woman, Dodge, in need of his help, he soon realizes she may have personal connections to his own past.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And that's already, I'm kind of like, okay, what's yes, going on here? Yeah. Uh, it is starring, obviously, Sir Patrick Stewart nice. as Jean-Luc Picard. Mm-hmm. Brent Spiner makes a special guest appearance as Data. Yes. Who I, okay. I have not seen all of the Star Trek movies.
1: No, nah, neither have I. I'm Except ton- for the remakes that I thought were a lot of right.
0: fun. Right. I'm I'm currently, I just, I was, my goal was mm-hmm. to actually watch all the Next Generation movies before this episode. Right. I finished Generations, <laughs> and I got about 15 minutes into First Contact. Not saying they're bad, <laughs> just didn't have the time to finish. Right. But I believe Data Spoiler alert! For a twenty-year-old movie, dies at the end of. And I, You
1: know what? There's no such thing as a spoiler, over five years old.
0: Yeah, that's there, true. No such thing. If you if you hadn't sought yeah. it out, then that's on you.
1: Yeah, at that's that point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I believe. So yeah,
1: Data sacrifices life saving Picard. Yeah,
0: they they talk yeah. about it in the yeah. show, and I think in real world reasons for that mm-hmm. was Brent Spiner was getting old. And at the time, they didn't have the kind of technology they have today to kind of de-age people. Right. And And he's synthetic. He's he's, not supposed
1: to be aging. I mean, he's
0: already aged at that point, like, 15 years from when the show started. Exactly. Like, in the late 80s. So, he was like... Gaining weight and stuff is like, I'm supposed to be synthetic, I can't yeah. do this anymore. So that's why.
1: Well, he that's died. why, like, vampires make me laugh when they're on yeah. TV shows. I'm like, wow, you guys have aged a lot considering <laughs> oh, you're
0: immortal. Oh my gosh, a vampire guy, Damon.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he ages a lot.
0: <laughs> no offense, but he's like in his 40s by the end of that show. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also have Allison Pill, who plays Dr. Agnes Girardi. She was cool. Oh gosh, I. That's wrong. Briones? I don't remember. That's, that can't be right. Is Briones?
1: Oh, what was her name? She's Dodge. She's like the main character. She's Dodge. One of the main characters. And
0: then we have Harry Treadway, who only makes an appearance at the very, 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 very end of the mm-hmm. show. So he doesn't really... yeah. He's, he's Narek. So, well, what were your expectations for the show, honey? Like, what? Well, okay. Walking into this, knowing that your
1: primary Star Trek experience... Is Star Trek Discovery and the remake movies. And the remake movies. I think you, we probably watched I a watched little bit of some of... I watched about ten minutes of Star Trek Generations with Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. In which um, they were in heaven and they were ripped out and they're trying to get back the to heaven. The Nexus, honey. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's it's heaven. It's a five-star movie. It's not a five-star
0: movie, but it's a five-star movie. <laughs>
1: I think maybe I watched that movie maybe like 20 years ago. What's, so I don't remember much of it.
0: What's funny to me, not to cut you off, what's funny to me yeah, about... Yeah, you meant to. <laughs> <I> always do. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny to me, just the, the serendipity of this, mm-hmm. is the only one I really got to watch. I probably should have watched Generations and Nemesis. Right. If, generations specifically is about aging and yes, going into your next right. stage of life, where where we have James T. Kirk mm. kind of facing, like, what do you do with your life after Starfleet? Right, don't they
1: have a fight out, and doesn't he die and go to heaven?
0: He goes to heaven, yes.
1: I think I remember something like that. Yeah, like, like I said, I watched the movie in whole and complete entirety 20 years ago. Yeah, or, or, or yeah. But, you know, I was really yeah, young, no, so I, I'm not really going to remember everything. At
0: the end of the movie, Picard convinces him to come away from fake heaven okay. to help him destroy this guy's going to like destroy the earth. Like they do with uh, Buffy? Clockwork Orange Malcolm, <laughs> Malcolm McDowell. huh?
1: Like they do with Buffy? Yes. When she gets pulled from heaven to fight vampires again? Yeah.
0: Okay. It, it basically it gives you whatever you want. Okay. Like it, you can have whatever life you want and like it specifically brings James T. Kirk to this moment in his life where he was with the woman he loved mm-hmm. but instead of staying with her he decided to rejoin Starfleet. And so it's a moment he regrets. So he's like I right. want to go instead of going in there and telling her i'm going back to starfleet i'm going to go in there right now and tell her
1: i'm going to be with you ah uh, like woody from toy story 4 yes okay got you well you should
0: spoiler alert that yeah, one yeah i'm
1: going to spoil alert that one <laughs>
0: a little after the fact
1: you should watch toy story 4 it's funny. actually we, really good we went
0: toy story 4 mm-hmm. uh last night too and yeah. so it's like a lot of these movies are like really thematic <laughs>
1: yes <laughs> yep crying in the first 5 minutes i hate later pixar movies they're the worst They make you cry all the time. But
0: Picard ends up getting in there, gets Kirk, Mm -hmm. and it convinces Kirk, or it shows Kirk, this is not real. Okay. As much as this is what you want, Mm -hmm. it's still not real. It's just fake. And Kirk... So
1: the Nexus is fake heaven?
0: It's fake heaven. okay. So he comes out of fake heaven. Is that
1: like an alien hormonal thing to make you feel good about heaven? Is that like... What's the science behind fake heaven?
0: Fake heaven is a, is a temporal vortex I believe is what they a okay. temporal ribbon uh-huh. so it's all time all at once. That's okay. why even the Kirk dies, Almost 100 years before okay. the events of Generations, mm-hmm. like the next generation part, or 78 years, I think they say. Okay. He's still the same age, because it just holds you in stasis, and it's all your life, all at one. You could be at any point in history at any time. So
1: I could be so celebrating all it, of our Christmases at have. At one time. Wow, and that's And in fact, awesome.
0: that's Picard's Dickensian fantasy, <laughs> is to have Christmas <laughs> with all these kids that he's never had. He has a uh, wife he's never had. Because okay. at that point, Picard's regretting, because his brother and his nephew died. Having a
1: career, not a family.
0: Yeah, he had a, okay. He figured he could have the career while his brother could have the family. Mm-hmm. And then his brother and his son died, or uh-huh. his nephew, Picard's nephew. Mm-hmm. So he's like, uh-oh.
1: What's <laughs> my lineage? Yikes. Okay. Okay.
0: So, and then, yes, uh, Kirk dies at the end. He goes to real heaven ah. with the last lines, oh my. Because he's seeing where no man has gone oh, before for the okay. first time. Like the okay. one thing that like Kirk has never Okay, so
1: Star Trek universe, infinite space, uh-huh. is totally Christian.
0: No 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 no. I'm calling it I well, no, it's not Christian. Okay. It's I would say it is. Now, I don't know much about the shows. Okay. Um
1: well, I feel like they are always talking about heaven, so they have to have some sort of like biblical or or I think spiritual they are a
0: religious like there's no denomination. There's like a combined But there's religion. still a spirituality of it cuz everything in these future worlds is a very much a uh, like a joining together of everything. Right. It's all races, all religions. Well, you races, can definitely see that in Discovery. Religions. Definitely yeah. in Discovery. Well, even in the old Star Treks. They okay. have, like That's why it was such a big deal that Nichelle Nichols was Uhura mm-hmm. in the 60s, and they had the first interracial kiss. And right. She was still
1: wearing a very short skirt, though. Well, but she's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> We want to see as much leg as possible. Well,
0: and well, go ahead. C- c- continue with your expectations okay. of this show. My ex- we got a expectations,
1: off track. yeah, we did. We're way off track. I <laughs> give
0: you the whole plot of Generations.
1: <laughs> but we needed that because yeah. I don't know anything about this history well, of Picard, so this is helpful. Well, and
0: like I said, in that movie it was Kirk having that kind of crisis. Right. In this show, it's Picard having that crisis of okay. what do you do after Starfleet? Yeah. So go ahead.
1: Okay. My expectations was I wanted this to be a lot like Discovery, You're right. with all of the diversity, all of the stories, right. all. I the feels. I, I loved all of it. It was so inclusive, mm-hmm. except for those Klingons. Oh, they're gross.
0: <laughs> Don't I, say that. We probably have a wide Klingon li- listenership. You know, I just, they're gross. <laughs> well, John and we, uh, A. Okay. was polite, but we'll get a whole <laughs> email in Klingon. <laughs> I swear to God, we will.
1: Well, I saw Klingon boobs in one of the Discovery episodes. And they were gross.
0: <laughs> but go ahead.
1: <laughs> okay, so I wanted to All like that Discovery.
0: You get to see boobs.
1: Klingon boobs. <laughs> wow, boobs are everywhere these days. <laughs> They're just a hit. They're
0: just <laughs> really hot right now. Woo for boobs. <laughs> Woo for boobs.
1: But I wanted it to deal with getting old, yep. feeling useless. Yep. And it was going to be really sad and depressing because he doesn't feel like he can do anything anymore because he is old. old and you and know. decrepit. And it's like, oh, we're all getting You're older. Useless. Yeah, exactly. We're all getting older. And at this point, we're going to start feeling that same way. Right. And I was like, oh, this is. Uh, it's heavy stuff. This is going to be it's really he- heavy. It's heavy stuff. And I'm not done yet. Stop <laughs> interrupting me, man. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> My other expectation is this is going to be extremely good. Yes. So I'm coming in with very Very high high expectations. expectations.
0: You're going into the (laughs) anti-Witcher. We went into the Witcher with a bit of dread. And maybe that's not fair to the Witcher, but I mean, you know. It is what it is. It is what it is. We went into this with high expectations. Very high
1: expectations. So it could easily fail.
0: It could easily fail.
1: And... I was like, there better be literary references to Shakespeare. (laughs)
0: Say the same thing. Because
1: Sir Patrick Stewart is classically trained, and he's been in a lot of Shakespearean plays, and he's an executive producer on this. So I was like, he better quote Shakespeare. It should be
0: littered with, like, Shakespeare's folios. Exactly. (laughs) It's just, like, everywhere.
1: I was not disappointed. We were
0: not disappointed (laughs) with that.
1: What were your expectations?
0: Uh, I expected to see a somewhat optimistic future.
1: Okay. Some
0: introspection and reflections did, on aging.
1: We didn't get that optimistic future, though. I didn't interrupt you in, like... Yeah, you did multiple times. Well, okay. You started talking about Star Trek Generations <laughs> for, like, ten minutes. <laughs> to be fair,
0: I do that to you often, though. <laughs> hey, honey, what do you want for dinner? So, anyway.
1: <laughs> Geordie
0: LaForge gets kidnapped by Alex from Clockwork Orange.
1: I just have some mac and cheese, man.
0: <laughs> so, I expected that. I expected some... Like, Reflections Upon Aging, as you said. Mm-hmm. Lots of literary references. There was one. There wasn't too many. There
1: was only one. Uh, but, yeah. it, but it
0: made me happy. It, and me I expected maybe a demon baby or two.
1: <laughs> You're not getting a demon baby from this. I
0: was disappointed Sorry. there. <laughs> Although there is a weird abomination child. <laughs> so I'm not totally wrong. <laughs> so did, so did it meet your expectations? Like.
1: Yes. I, I, yes, it did. And mm-hmm. it started out with the line... I don't want the game to end.
0: Oh, my gosh. That was, and like, that was, the beginning of Up.
1: Oh, wow. It was so emotional.
0: So, let, let's, let's break it down for, for people a And...
1: It, keep in mind you're also listening to blue skies sang by Bing Crosby. Oh, God, you beautiful. get that crooner in the background. You're on and the it's way just, to crying. It is just
0: gorgeous <laughs> shots of space. Yes. And it makes you want to explore. Yes. You and know, and of
1: course it also gives you that feeling of being insignificant.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, there's a there's a beauty and there's an insignificance, there's yeah. a solitude there's about it. There's also a
1: fear. About it, because you don't know what's out there. You don't know what's out there. Yeah.
0: And and I think you said, actually, like, as soon as it showed, like... It opens with Picard and Data having a card game. They're playing Mm -hmm. poker. Mm -hmm. And they're having... This just like sweet discussion. Yeah. And already, like you turn around, and you're like, I don't want it to be like this.
1: <laughs> it's already too much. Yeah. It's it's too heavy with the feels.
0: And what is happening is Picard is like teasing Data mm-hmm. for catching his tells. Yeah. Like, he's a, and he's a he's a synthetic life form, so he shouldn't have any. Yeah. But he's like your tell is you have no tell. When you want to fake me out, you make a tell. Mm-hmm. But when you actually lie, you, yeah. you have nothing. Completely stone-faced. And Data's like, well, then why aren't you exploiting this to win? And Picard says, I don't want the...
1: No, no, no. You missed an important line. He goes, okay, so let's act like civilized gentlemen then. Do you want some tea? And he pours all the tea and the sugar. And then Data goes, why are you stalling? And that's when Picard goes, I don't want the game to end. And that's when he wakes up. And he wakes up
0: and it's a dream.
1: Ah, feels.
0: And then he later says to his Romulan indentured servants,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have issues with this. I have issues with this.
0: He took took (laughs) refugees. He's
1: like, Here, you want to be safe here with me? Okay, you're going to have to serve me. Even though I can materialize Earl Grey tea in a cup, I want (laughs) you still making me breakfast, bitches. (laughs)
0: I want you to make it the old-fashioned way. I don't
1: understand the science in this show, because he also is, like, gathering his grapes the old-fashioned way right. and watering them and stuff, and I'm like, well, isn't there science to help you with this? Right. Why are you making wine like it was been made 3,000 years ago? It just tastes better. It does taste like, better, <laughs> but the science!
0: It's like... It's you like, can
1: materialize a glass of Earl Grey tea.
0: It's like people who love vinyl records rather than digital music. They like that... Earthy.
1: Well, I love the antique feel, too. I'm just saying, <laughs> you can maybe have something else water those plants right. other than a really old tractor.
0: Well, and what... <laughs> yeah, it was a really
1: old tractor. It was a really old tractor. No, I think it was hovering. Was it? I... <laughs> I didn't see any hoverage. I saw wheels, and I saw the grooves in the ground oh, at well. Chateau Picard. At
0: Chateau Picard. Oh, my God.
1: I was like, I want to go to there. Drink wine and look at my vineyards all day? I'm there.
0: And he's speaking to one of his Romulan serfs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Orla Brady is the actress from Mistresses. The
1: British version, which was excellent. Which is a great
0: version of that show. And (laughs) they're they're teasing him over his dreams. Okay. They're like, you know, we're having a bad dream, a good dream. And he's like, it's not the dreams that are bad. It's the waking up that I'm beginning Uh. to regret. And that's... Harsh, too. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's all going
1: mm-hmm.
0: on. And, but one thing I did have a complaint about the show, though. And this is because I'm a Star Trek novice. Okay. Okay. We literally had to look up after the show if they were Romulan or Vulcan.
1: Well, we had a debate on it because the only thing that I knew about it was, like I said, the previous Star Trek movies. Right. The remake in which they
0: says we're genetic cousins.
1: Yeah, something. so they're supposed to look a lot alike. So I was like, well, are they Vulcans or Romulans? And then by the end of the episode, I was like, no, they're Romulans. Because he said, you guys came here for safety as well, because obviously those are the refugees right. that he saved.
0: Yeah, and they also... And so then I
1: was like, oh, they're Romulans, not Vulcans.
0: And uh, the other reason why I started thinking Romulans... I mean, like, we looked it up to confirm, yeah. but, like, they don't ever say, oh, yeah. right, you guys are Romulans. That you have well, to infer and a little. There's so they, a little
1: bit more emotions coming off. That was what I was gonna say. Yeah. They
0: were very passionate. Yes. And I think in the Star Trek movie, Nemo even calls the Romulans a passionate people.
1: Right. And they were joking with
0: him and everything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I think the Romulans. I'm not a thousand percent sure. Right. So the show is cool in the sense that they, on the one hand, for me, mm-hmm. I might have liked it to, to spoon feed that a little bit for me. But on the other hand, I'm like, well, it's nice that the show has faith in its audience. Like, yeah. Hey, you guys know the difference.
1: Yeah, and then in the opening credits, you had to Don't tell me. Don't be racist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you had to tell me, although I think the show is racist.
0: Oh, you think it is?
1: Yes. Because oh, right. had he let all those Romulans die, they wouldn't be making the Borg now. Their racism was justified. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and that's what we learn about this. And, of course, this is uh, indicative, I feel, of Star Trek. Is It is mm-hmm. very much... A Look of the Future Through the Lens of Today. Yes. And it is about refugees and... Helping people mm-hmm. that have been viewed as your enemy. Yes, and he was disappointed um,
1: that Starfleet refused to help them after a while. Yeah. Refused to help the synthetics. They put them all down Yeah. The, uh, after the whole Borg. Yeah. This is Except after, I don't think they know it was the Borg, right? I
0: don't think so either. But yeah, this is after Data has already died. I think mm-hmm. it's the events of that film. That's why I kind of wish I had watched that film before I watched this. Okay. But I think they blew up a star... Well, Mars caught fire. Well, no, they they blew up the Romulan star, which left the Romulans homeless. Right. But the Romulans were traditionally the enemies enemies of Starfleet. Right. Picard was the one person to be like, they're not all enemies. Like, some of these people are just innocent people and they need a place to go.
1: Millions of lives. And he makes it clear to that reporter, who is also an alias, who also betrayed an alias. And she does the same thing in this one. She's she's typecast to be just a jerk.
0: Just a jerk. (laughs)
1: Yeah. She does well.
0: But this is, yeah, this is Romulan diaspora of misplaced people, and he mm-hmm. says, you know, come.
1: Yeah, we're going to help we're you. We're going to help you. This is what Starfleet is supposed to do. We're supposed to help people, no matter who they are. Yeah. She's like, you mean you saved Romulan lives? And he goes, no, lives. We yes. saved lives. Which is, like,
0: so, I think, important mm-hmm. for today's
1: world. Yes,
0: to yeah. make that distinction.
1: I think Star Trek has always done stuff it's like that. It's always
0: pushed it forward. And yeah. that's why it's so crazy when they have fans that don't seem to get it. It mm. kills me when people don't get the lessons <laughs> of their their fandom. Right. Like the, Like, it's just crazy to me. It's like, mm-hmm. I love the X-Men because... You know, they're they're looked down upon. Oh, they're unfairly treated because of the way they're born. And now I'm going to be racist to this group.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't
0: make any sense. Like, you can't. I don't understand the cognitive dissonance Mm -hmm. that goes on in that head.
1: Yeah. But yes,
0: Star Trek, that's very much built into its DNA. This, you know, how do we.
1: All are welcome. All are welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Same with this podcast. All are welcome. (laughs) All are welcome. Okay. I mean,
0: basically, for me, this show within the first five minutes mm-hmm. was a big yes for me.
1: Oh, yeah. I was like, I want to binge this. Oh, I can't.
0: Yeah, I I like, well, there's at least a couple episodes. Oh, so. there are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, actually. Actually, like yes.
1: I can't wait to watch more. When
0: I like turned to you at one point. I was like, I'm going to watch the rest of
1: this. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, yeah, most definitely. And then at the end, we see a whole bunch of Romulans building a Borg ship. Yes. And so that's when I was like, I think the racism was justified. Is that what I'm supposed to get out of this show? We have more episodes to go. We'll see how this gets. But it, Just so you know, guys, racism is never justified. No, no, no. I'm not saying no, 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 that no. at all. Racism is never justified, You're advocating
0: ever. for Romulan genocide. I'm not advocating for
1: genocide. You're trying to kill genocide. fictional beings. Well, maybe if they're demon babies.
0: <laughs> maybe. They, they <laughs> should be put down. But not only was it a big yes for me right from the start... It also really did make me want to revisit the other stuff. Like okay. I said, like I was already watching I I was already watching Generations, which mm-hmm. is an okay movie, but I really enjoyed watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh First Contact, which I started, which is a legit good movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. And okay. it is specifically about the Borg.
1: Oh. See, I don't know anything about the Borg. You had to tell me what that square thing was in the opening credits. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean they kinda they give it to you right at the I beginning. I was like, Hey, like, look at Rubik's Cube. Well, it but it doesn't hurt that I had just watched the beginning of First Contact where at one point during the television series, Picard has gets assimilated by right. the Borg, and, okay. he, and he breaks the programming. Because basically, the Borg come in and they're the big, they're a big conformity bot. Okay. And they want every they want to take everything that is about you, but take everything
1: wanna, unique and make it
0: assimilate it to yes. everyone. So okay. everyone's mm-hmm. a cover artist now because of you. Uh.
1: You know, as if you could could take this talent,
0: (laughs) much like we said about Magnum P.I. when this was the other podcast. I've always liked the idea of Star Trek, okay. But I've never really gotten into it Mm -hmm. as like religiously watching. Of course, I have lots of friends of it. Of course, I know all the characters, like just cultural osmosis. I know everybody. Yeah, the
1: thing that I knew about the Borg was resistance is futile. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you and you had not seen them. And I know
1: nothing about them other than that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. the The thing about the TV shows for me is they've always been a bit clunky with the. It's one of those things where it's like at the time it's so progressive but then when you look back on it mm-hmm. it's a bit like
1: because well.
0: <laughs> like I had this distinct memory and I could be wrong about this of watching an episode of the Next Generation mm-hmm. and it was about women wanting to be equal to men okay and and we're sitting here f- however many years in the future going like well of course <laughs> <laughs> and they, they're having like a real like, you know, women are people, too, moment. Yeah,
1: well.
0: <laughs> and then I think, like, they settle... Are
1: on... we, though? Are we? <laughs> <It's> like...
0: <laughs> and I think they settle at the end with, like, their compromises, like, women are people, and although they should primarily work at home... Oh, God. ...they could sometimes have jobs. <laughs> like, oh, I think oh, that's God. completely wrong, but that's how it felt to me right. while watching it. It was like, yeah, you're going in the right direction, but you're not quite oh, you're there. you're stumbling
1: at the finish line. <laughs>
0: you still are like place really is making babies
1: but at the hearth if they really keep them at the hearth if they really want to get that job
0: it doesn't hurt anybody (laughs) (laughs) you know so it still comes off a little bit bad oh this didn't come off bad
1: to me though except for
0: your racism at the end of the
1: romulus well because it's their hated enemy and they're building the borg right (laughs) that seems like Really bad. Shouldn't it have been the Klingons? I guess they've done the Klingons so much with Discovery. They're like, we need uh, the other guys. Yeah, the other
0: guys. Romulans and the Borg. Yeah, I got Working guys. together. Well, and I think the Borg do have a very intimate history with Picard because he was one. Oh,
1: okay. They okay. were created
0: specifically for that show. Mm-hmm. Like I said, First Contact, that's the enemy. Right. So it's more Picard's villain than like, I feel like the Klingons are more of a a Kirk villain, even though Discovery is not about Kirk. But right. You know, like th- that era of Star Trek, like okay. they at that time. Because by the time Picard's around, the Klingons and the Starfleet are, yeah, buddies. You got Worf,
1: you okay. know. Right, right. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So why yeah. would they be
0: the bad guys? You know, yeah. There, there's a truce there.
1: Yeah, you've got to find a new bad guy. Sure. Right. So,
0: was there anything that you didn't like about the show? The way it kept farting the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit off-putting.
1: Like, just all of the fart Steward, sounds.
0: Patrick Stewart just farting, like old man farts everywhere. All the farts. No, my <laughs>
1: problem with it was the science. Again, with that science, it didn't make sense to me that they would have such an old tractor. Right. But then again, if you repurpose things and
0: like the As some of shop. you are
1: aware, <laughs> I love watching restoration shows right. with you know antiques and paintings. We gotta get Jay, have, Jay here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have authors that send me restoration videos, right? Because they know how much I love watching mm-hmm. these things. That's beautiful. So if maybe if they restored that tractor but kept its outer shell but made the science inside yeah. of it newer. Yeah. That would make sense to me because now I know that tractor is still going to keep going 2,000 years later. Right, right, right. You right, know, right. I, I can get that. But I didn't really see any new repurposing done on it. Right. So it just looked like an old tractor that's still running 2,000 years later. I can guarantee you as someone who's driven a 1920s <laughs> four tractor, they don't run all that great. <laughs> they
0: don't run great at all.
1: They're really difficult to maneuver. Right. I would have just but they,
0: like the, they like they like that diesel fuel into the soil because yeah. like, that Chateau Picard's vine <laughs> grapes? You've like. got to
1: have that gas aroma, <laughs> that thick black oil aroma.
0: <laughs> when you're sniffing the bouquet, and you're like, mm. Mm, gasoline." <laughs> Fossil
1: fuels. <laughs> <laughs> Dead dinosaurs.
0: Although you said that the the. Golden Gate Bridge had been repurposed.
1: Yes, right the bed. Golden Gate Bridge had been repurposed. There were solar panels all over it's it. That's
0: a brilliant idea.
1: I was like, well, that's a great idea. because If we're all flying, we're all or flying or why flying, do whatever? we need these bridges and roads? Well, you, can... you want to keep them for posterity's sake. This yeah. is history. Yeah, you want to go and to the And then you place repurpose it. Yeah. Like they did the tractor. Maybe that's what they did with the tractor. They repurposed uh, it. They yeah. put the science inside, mm-hmm. kept the shell.
0: Maybe. That's probably what they did. That's
1: probably what they did, okay. which is why there's solar panels on the Golden Gate mm-hmm. Bridge. So I don't have anything negative to say about this.
0: Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I have a couple little nitpickies.
1: Okay. You have some uh, nitpickies?
0: <laughs> I think. I think Daz should have been called Data Entry.
1: Oh, for sure. In <laughs> fact, uh, what I was saying during the show, I was like, they should have gone Star Wars on it and called her Data Entry.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um,
1: Make her name a little bit spot on. Uh,
0: the young man, they had to run old yeah. as an old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was a bit off-putting. Yeah, watching Picard clear,
1: suddenly run up the steps. It was it's clearly it's like, like what a
0: 38-year-old man like, his yeah. head's been shaved, but he's like got his arms out like he's yeah. running old. <laughs> That was funny, uh, not bad, but funny. Yeah. Um, I think uh, there was a part where they had a hologram reveal the provenance of a painting. Okay. And she revealed the information in the most backward-ass yes! way. Yes. Yes. I
1: was like, no, just just give the title. This is the Mona Lisa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But instead, By Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. But instead, she was like, the twin of it is hanging in your office, and guess what? This one is here, right here in front of you, and this was painted. Fifty years ago, and yeah, yeah, and <laughs> or then, whatever. She and just then, kept going on with these again, other facts, and I'm like, "No." He asked what the title of the painting was, and, and then she goes, finally, she goes, "Daughter, painted, painted by, by Data, Data, your
0: best friend, your
1: best friend."
0: And I really <laughs> do feel like Data and Picard are, for all intents and purposes,
1: married in my yes, mind in my head art.
0: canon because
1: mm-hmm.
0: we know Picard never married. Yeah, and when he finds out. Spoiler: You're watching the show. <laughs> you, I can tell you this, and you'll still want to watch this show. Mm-hmm. Daj is essentially Data's daughter.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's obvious. You guess it in like the first yeah, minute. Yeah. Like, so yeah. So don't worry, much. it's not really a spoil.
0: Yeah. It's not really a spoil. You can tell by your eyes. But Picard, when he finds out this information, is like, "I am going to look out for you. For the I will rest take
1: of, care of you forever." Ever.
0: Like he says that. He's like, yes. "I will take care of you mm-hmm. because you are Data's daughter, which and means you are, are so daughter. special to me." Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. I thought that scene was great. Yeah. But the, the reveal of that painting was ridiculous. Oh, was that like, was oh my so stupid. Just say it's
1: daughter by data.
0: It's daughter by data, and you have one in your office. Yeah. That's the order of a... Like, yeah. That's, like, from top priority to low priority. But she goes giving, <laughs>
1: like, these random facts first. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, he asked you what the title of the painting was. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, come on, Index. Give me a better answer. But
0: other than that, I, I don't really have much... Complaint about it. I, I thought it was great. I want to watch more of it. I want to stop talking about it and watch the next one. You know. Yeah, what I mean? exactly.
1: Oh, that's what we're doing after the podcast. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna make a strawberry cake, but now <laughs> I'm think thinking I'm, I'm just gonna watch some Picard. I think I'm just watch
0: the show all day if I can.
1: Eat some chips. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So that's so that's that. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> do you think? <laughs> this should go to series? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm, no, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> no. Well, obviously. Let's make more right. episodes. This is a great show. We, I I loved it. Yes. Absolutely.
0: Now, would you like to hear... I have no notes in terms of like what you could do to make this show better.
1: Oh, God, me either.
0: Like, everything, the acting's great. Yeah. The CG is, for the most part, good. There was one part where she was Where she's the,
1: jumping up those stairs. I was like, oh, ridiculous. give me a break. Like, yeah.
0: But they did a lot with, like, um, not practical effects, but like, it was understated CG. Yeah. So, except for that one shot of her, yeah. which was kind of ridiculous.
1: Agreed. So
0: I think just keep keep plugging her along, guys. Just keep doing your doing Do your, your thing, thing, man. Do your thing. So what, do you want to hear what other people had to say about the show?
1: Of course, but their opinions aren't going to change mine.
0: <laughs> of course. So from IMDB we have Mez 2424. Uh-huh. Earl Grey Never Fails. <laughs> that was awesome. I think that I cried throughout the entire episode.
1: It well, didn't hit me there. I wasn't that feely.
0: It didn't hit me there, but there was definitely moments of like, yeah. oh
1: my God. Oh it my w- heart. It'll choke you a Bless little Bless your soul. Yeah. Bless your little heart.
0: It was like visiting an old fr- an old, old friend.
1: Okay. that's old. No. Nah. Really. really. Really old. old. <laughs> Man, this guy wrote old twice.
0: A family member whom I never thought I would see again. The writing, the acting, the directing, the cinematography, and the return of Jean-Luc was everything that I hoped for and beyond. To infinity and beyond. beyond. Yes. Patrick Stewart and Picard, the same guy.
1: Yeah. Do not disappoint.
0: (laughs) Bravo. I can't wait until the next episode. Engage.
1: That's my really bad Picard impression. Is that what... Is that what Picard says? Engage? He says Engage. okay. Okay. And make it so. <laughs> I sound more like Data
0: doing an impression of Picard <laughs> than I actually sound like
1: him. All right, but not everybody loved it. Oh, what?
0: So we got someone else, Boris unanimate Twenty Nine. Okay. He says Star Trek is dead.
1: What?
0: Kurtzman killed
1: it. Wow. Okay. What's he have to say? He
0: says this is Abrams Trek, which is the movie. Like oh, the Like that movies. style.
1: Oh, okay.
0: It's a show on steroids about nothing. Okay. With terribly boring and convoluted writing. <laughs> I don't want the next generation back. I just want a serious show <laughs> about sci-fi and space exploration. But most importantly, this is all caps. Okay. A well-written series of episodes <laughs> that make sense in the end. <laughs> So everything but Picard and Discovery.
1: Oh. Doesn't like that either. Okay. I
0: doubt this show will get better, but fingers crossed it does. So okay. So he's kind of toxic He's old
1: school Trekkie. Right. Whereas we're now new school Trekkies. Right.
0: But yeah. then he does have a note of toxic fandom, I feel like, in there. It's mm-hmm. like, if you don't like it, then stop watching it. Yeah. It's... You don't have to watch it if you don't like it. Yeah. Everything you liked about Star Trek still exists.
1: Yeah. Keep watching that.
0: I, uh, yeah. My complaint about that kind of view... hmm of Star Trek, and I understand there's lots of people who feel like that. There's a yeah. lot of people who hate the movies, they hate Discovery, and they probably um, hate this.
1: That's totally fine.
0: But I disagree with him saying the show isn't about anything. It's absolutely about aging and yeah. you know, after quote unquote glory days have passed, right. what do you do and how do you pick up the pieces? It is about displaced people mm-hmm. who were once quote unquote enemies and yeah. what do you do? Well,
1: how do you how your you opinions right to? now are basically what John A. was talking about with The Witcher. Yeah. We're just seeing this differently. That's all. And that's okay. And that's fine. Yeah.
0: But my other thing is, like, a lot of these people who cling to the old Star Trek, mm-hmm. and I mean, you could probably put out a Star Trek that's just like those ones and do fine mm-hmm. with those people. But it's not bringing in other people, necessarily. Right. It's not bringing in new blood. And it, to me, it's like asking the Beatles to be like, okay, I want to hold your hand. was a hit. Now I just want you to write I Wanna Hold Your Hand the sequel. Right. I feel yeah. like there has to be some growth. And I feel like this does have the action.
1: Well, isn't Strawberry Fields the sequel? <laughs> Absolutely. It's like the same song. It's the same song, isn't it? <laughs> same message. <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: that's same song. Way. Baby You're a Rich Man, of
1: course. Yeah. Of same course. thing. Lucky Raccoon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wild honey pie.
1: <laughs> let's just start quoting random Beatles <laughs> lyrics now.
0: Okay, let's do it. I could do that for a while. Yeah,
1: you will beat me. <laughs> you will win this. But,
0: I don't know. I just feel like there is a balance there. And I think maybe this hits that balance more than the movies. I think mm-hmm. the movies are definitely a blockbuster made. They're not necessarily made right. to capture the the exploration of space. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say a little bit the third one was trying to go kind of more in that direction. But like the first two are more like explosions and beat em ups and everything, and I get that. Yeah. Like I get like if you're looking for deep philosophical ruminations right. of the human condition.
1: Watch The Witcher.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or you're not gonna get that in the new Wrath of Khan.
1: Right, right. You
0: know, yeah. that's not what that's about. This, it's about uh, explosions. This incorporates explosions, and I I say that about discovery, too. It's not just, it doesn't feel as one-dimensional as Mm -hmm. some people try to dismiss it as. Okay. You know, so, I don't know. I don't don't necessarily disagree. I don't blame this person for their opinion.
1: Right. You know,
0: I don't agree, what I don't agree with, Mm -hmm. more than anything, is that feeling of, I'm going to hate this, but I'm going to keep watching it.
1: Yeah. And
0: maybe it will be the thing that I want when I know for a fact it won't, won't be. be. It's yeah. not going to be because it's, it's already... not going to change. I mean, like, it's you're quoting the person who created it in the title of your review about how they killed it. Yeah. That guy's not going away.
1: Yeah. So
0: if that's his style, it's not going to change. So just, just walk away.
1: <laughs> you can avoid all this if you just walk away. Just walk away. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, so... Uh, it's okay to, like, no longer love a thing. Yeah. And it's okay to love things in the past, but not the new things. Yeah. You know, like, we don't have to love everything.
1: Exactly. We don't all have to agree. I, and, and
0: I know there's a disappointment there when it's, mm-hmm. like, something that you care about, and it's a new thing of that thing, and you can't get behind it. Oh, That's
1: disappointing. Of tell course Tell me it about is. it. I felt that way with Andromeda. Yeah. Oh, not the not the show, the TV with show Kevin Sorba. with Kevin Sorbo. That was excellent. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so lame. It is a lame at its finest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I meant uh, the Mass Effect trilogy. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Like I didn't have a problem with the gameplay of Andromeda, and there was a yeah. lot I didn't have a problem with story-wise mm-hmm. or mm. anything else like that. What I had a problem with was. They're like, you're a pathfinder. You have to find settlements for us. Oh, guess what? All these people rebelled. They've already made settlements. You're just going to put your settlement beside theirs. Yeah. Well, that's not really pathfinding, is it? That's not really... We've already been here, done that. That's
0: not what you... Tasked me yeah. in this game to do. I'm it's supposed already been to be done. an
1: explorer. It's already done here. Yeah. Yeah. So I had issues with that, and I was disappointed. But I still played the game, and I thought it was fine. Yeah. And maybe the DLC would have been better, but you know, by the way, I got but butt you, hurt. What you've always said,
0: what you've always said about Andromeda, though, too, mm-hmm. is like now you can get it for like ten bucks. Yeah, it's and worth you, ten bucks. And you, you, you said that you're like, yeah. if I had bought this for ten dollars, I would love this game. Yes, this exactly. Game was Amazing. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a, it's about tempering your expectations. Yeah, if you definitely. know it's made by the people that you generally don't like mm-hmm. their style, go into it with that feeling. Yeah, it's not lower made, your expectations. Lower my expectations, mm-hmm. and maybe you can still find some enjoyment out of it. Right, knowing that it's not going to be a hundred percent what you want it to be.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: You know? So. So yeah. So yeah. I think that I think we pretty much did it. Yeah, go watch yeah. Picard. I want to watch Picard right exactly. now. Um, and I
1: referenced a video game. So You did that. So that, we, that's my thing. Checking
0: off all our boxes. Woohoo.
1: That's my thing. You referenced the Beatles. <laughs> that's your thing. Checking <laughs> off that box. <laughs> These are things we know.
0: <laughs> we know. We talked about Demon Babies.
1: Demon Babies. Got to
0: slip them in there somewhere.
1: <laughs> and picking peaches.
0: Picking peaches. We got
1: it. We put Magnum in there. We hit all the boxes.
0: <laughs> there we go. So, Piloting the Pilots releases each Tuesday and can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher.
1: As always, you can contact us with any questions or rebuttals. Eh, You're not going to change your mind. On Twitter, at PilotPilots, or at our email address, PilotingThePilots at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.
0: Now, that is true. We would love to hear from you. And I do have a little bone to pick with you. I don't want John A. to change my mind. Okay. I want him to be another voice, though. I want that. Someone I to agree. Come, I want someone like mm-hmm. if you hated Picard, tell us why. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to agree with you or not. This. Mm-hmm. No one's trying to change anybody's mind. Here. No. You know, like, but like, I want to hear what your point of view. Why does exactly. it work or why doesn't it work?
1: Exactly. Because I loved
0: hearing what John had to say. That was. Oh, great, me too. You know? me too.
1: It was a nice perspective.
0: It was a very good perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was
1: well written and very polite. Thank you for your civil discourse. Yes.
0: You know that's the future we all strive for. That's
1: right. All <laughs> are welcome.
0: <laughs> Next week. Oh, right. <laughs> Next week. Oh, and 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 if you can, mm-hmm. if it's within your power, rate and review us on iTunes. Yes, if please. If you can, it just helps us with the whole analytics. It mm-hmm. makes mm-hmm. us more visible to other people. Yeah. We don't uh, advertise. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. word of mouth and reviews is the best way that we can spread mm-hmm. the gospel to the podcast.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <revenge>. <laughs> so, anyway, next week we have a very exciting episode for you. Oh, do you know what it is? No. Do you remember? No, because
1: it was supposed to be LOL Surprise. What is it now?
0: Okay, so it's not LOL Surprise because we could only find a movie of that. Uh. That's, we do Casper Van Dien movies here. Nothing
1: else. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, next week we're going to be going into the medical field. We are going to see a medical drama the likes of which...
1: Oh, <gasps> right! Yeah! We, Doogie Hauser M.D., baby! We
0: are watching... The 1989 show, Doogie Howser, M.D., starring Neil Patrick Harris. That's right. So that's going to be exciting.
1: That's going to be fun. That's
0: going to be fun, fun, fun. Yeah. And we'll let you know if you should watch Doogie Howser. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So anything else you want to say about Picard?
1: You know, there is no legacy as rich as Honesty. It's beautiful. Yeah, you're welcome. I made that up myself. Thanks, Billy Shakes. On the fly. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, this it's was not me. That was right off the
0: dome. All, yeah, right off the dome. <laughs> I'd say these things all the time. All like it ain't nothing. the time.
1: This is all me.
0: <laughs> it is, unfortunately. <laughs> Living with Shakespeare must have been just horrible. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, According
1: well, to Doctor Who, though, he was fun.
0: Anyway, see you next time. Watch Picard. Yeah. Make it so.